Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Kimin Warner, VP of Product Management at Drift, is here as a guest today to share a few product management best practices as well as some highlights on Drift's newly launched deal room. Kimin, it's really good to have you here today. We're excited to have this conversation with you. We appreciate the time you've taken to join us here on the Sales Star podcast and it's exciting to talk to you. We'd love it if you could first tell us about yourself, your journey in the B2B market and of course we'd love to hear more about your role at Drift as well. Sure, yeah. Thanks for having me, Prama. Looking forward to it. And uh, I have been in the B2B market for a pretty long time before SaaS was a thing, I guess I could say. I started my B2B career from first at Accenture right out of college doing consulting and then pretty quickly switched over to a startup in the AV testing space and worked there for first on the consulting side of things and switched into product management pretty quickly. That company was eventually purchased by Onature, the web analytics company that was then purchased by Adobe. So I stayed there for 15 years, actually, altogether, including it was like about 10 years at Adobe, maybe a bit longer, and got to build out the Adobe Target product and the digital marketing cloud at Adobe. So it was a really great experience. About a little over a year ago, I decided to go down the startup path again and join Drift, which is a B2B focused company focusing on conversations. So the idea is to improve um, the way businesses buy from businesses and make it much more like the way consumers buy things for themselves. And I joined early last year in 2021 as the VP of product management focused on all the products that we sell. So I appear on the platform side, but I'm focused on the products we sell to marketers, to salespeople, and to customer service professionals. Absolutely. So as someone who's been connecting the dots here, but also through your varied experiences through the years, you've definitely seen a lot of key changes and evolutions in all these roles that you must have played with. Specific to product management, how have you seen this function evolve and what thoughts do you have about it, the way it stands today? Yeah, it certainly has evolved a lot. I think that it's become much more of a really of an understood discipline in the last decade or so before it was a little bit more of the Wild West. I think there's also been a big drive and newly new focus on user research and design thinking. That's been really great to see in the market before it was all about, you know, what we used to call the hippo, the highest paid person's opinion and what they wanted to build. And now across the industry, I think product managers are better at collecting research and market data and TAM understanding to figure out what really we can build to solve a user or a customer problem or a market problem, rather than just churn out features like in a factory. So I think that's been really nice to see. And really the point I put on it is really this pivot towards design thinking and really trying to solve problems for people rather than to make your product better for the sake of making it better. And given all of this, how do you, what do you feel? So we have so many marketing functions, so many volume marketing roles, and the typical structure of a B2B marketing team has also changed rapidly, given also largely the influence of new kind of technologies and the requirement, a new change in skill set to sort of optimize value from all these platforms. So 
on the one hand, you have that change that's constantly transforming how marketing works and functions. And on the other, you have all these best practices and tips about product management on the whole. But when it comes to product managers and the way they function as a team or the way they are, how do you think, what do you think really differentiates or helps differentiate them and what they do in the market? Yeah, it's a great question. The product managers really are focused on, as I said, solving problems for a user and building some functionality, whatever it might be, that really talks to their pain and can make it better for them. So that's really the key part about being able to clearly articulate how whatever you build helps them rather than just describing something broad, like almost every company you hear out there has a, is the platform to solve customer experience. But what really that, what does that really mean and how will it make your life better is really the key thing that product managers can do very uniquely and maybe differently than the broader marketing team. So I think the broader marketing team is wonderful at their core competencies, getting the information out about what their what the product can do or what the company can do, but really that more narrow solution is really where the product manager shines. We've had some exciting new updates from the Drift team. And while we've chosen today to record this conversation, it's incidentally also the day that Drift has formally announced the launch of your new deal room. And it would be great if you can highlight a couple of the best, the top end features, what and how this platform enables the end game for marketers and even salespeople. And what really inspired this from Drift's team? Well, yeah, we're excited to talk about it. Deal Room has been really fun to work on and really exciting to release today. And yeah, serendipitous, it's on the same day. What inspired Deal Room was some of that research that I mentioned, that design thinking. We have a really strong user research team here at Drift. And about a year ago, I think it was, we did a really deep research review of buyers. So not people selling B2B software, but the people buying B2B software. So people who buy software as part of their job, or not just software, people who buy products as part of their job. I shouldn't say software. That's a narrow part of our business. But so if part of your job is purchasing products for your company, you have a lot of pain points as that person. And that's really what we started looking at and figuring out what we can do to make their life easier. And I'll tell you a bit of a story where I was the buyer a couple months ago we had to buy a new accessibility software to make sure that all of our products and websites are up to WCAG compliance. And we work with auditing accessibility auditors to make sure that we're in compliance or even beyond compliance there. And I reached out to three different vendors and went through their sales process. And I booked meetings through their website, through their chatbot, sometimes community with email. One of them I had SMS with, I was talking to them on the phone. And as the buyer, this was like 2% of my job to go purchase the software, maybe the less. And it was really hard to keep track of everything. It was hard to remember who the salesperson was for which product or for which company, what other people joined, where I was in the stage, when did I need to include finance? Did I need to get the security check done? All of those pieces. It was a lot of work. And that was a pretty simple purchase from our perspective. For a lot of buyers out there, they're buying really complicated systems software or not, and really need some help to organize that. And that's really where the idea for Deal Room came. So the concept with Deal Room is that it's a shared space between the buyers and sellers to understand all the information involved in that deal. Everything from 
the people involved, both from the seller and the buyer's side. It's almost never one person buying the software. For me, it wasn't. I had my engineering counterpart, a marketing counterpart, a security person involved, but I had to wrangle it all for them. In this case, with Deal Room, all of those people are added to this shared digital space, almost like a wiki page. And everything about the deal is there. Any meeting recordings that happen, action items and next steps can be assigned to people, both from the vendor and from the buyer's side. All the documents are uploaded there. You can chat or book a meeting directly from there with the salesperson and vice versa. So it's a really nice way to aggregate everything in one place with the really the end goal being to make the buyer's experience better. And we think if we make the buyer's experience better, deals will close at a faster, at a faster pace and also at a higher rate because it's just easier for the buyer to go through and make that purchase and probably choose the vendor that's making it easier for them. Absolutely. I think it will be very interesting to revisit the success of the deal room as D2B teams sort of pick up and start using it over the next couple of months. It sounds like a very interesting platform. And uh, we'll definitely have you back again for that chat soon. But in the interim, we'd love it if you can talk about, in general, the future of sales tech. How have you been seeing the industry sort of shift? And how do you feel, given today's demands and challenges, the whole connection between sales tech and B2B sales is set to further evolve? And what are your overarching thoughts on this space? Yeah, there are a lot of tools out there, a lot of sales technology tools, and it's hard to differentiate between all of them. And, you know, as I go and look at new ones that pop up, it's hard to always understand what they're doing and what the opportunity is with each of them. I think generally the space is evolving so quickly because frankly, CRMs are leaving a lot to be desired. Everyone wants all their data in one place in a CRM tool, whether it's Salesforce or something else. But those are really optimized for managers and for operations teams to run metrics and run models. If they are not optimized to help a salesperson do their job. And with everything, there's a variety of market trends going on, but certainly economic downturn and trying to be more efficient with the money you have is one. And obviously the continued focus on virtual sales and virtual work with the pandemic is never going away. So I think the overall sales tools market is going to focus on how to make a salesperson's job more efficient so they can handle more accounts at the same time. and also pivot more towards being more responsive to the buyer and what they're looking for. So the scene in the market is the consumerization of B2B products. If I can so easily go online on my phone and buy something, you know, buy a car for my phone while I'm sitting and watching TV, why is it so hard and so person oriented to buy less complex products for my business? And so I think making sure that sellers are able to have that personalized conversation with their buyers on the buyer's timeline is going to be really crucial in the market across the board, not just at Drift. Absolutely. Kim, we've had a very interesting conversation today. And before we wrap up for the day, though, we'd love it if you can share a couple of key learnings, maybe takeaways, if you will, surrounding product management or some typical day-to-day best practices you feel B2B teams need to follow in this industry before we wrap up for the day. Yeah, great question. I think the best practice is don't get too focused on the feature you're trying to build, but I keep, I've said it now three times probably. So apologies, but really focusing on the problem that you're trying to solve. It's really easy to get into a bit of a rat race on feature development and just build, but sometimes just being more thoughtful in what you're putting together makes it much easier for everyone involved. So that's probably my biggest takeaway. Absolutely, Kim. And thank you so much for taking the time out to be here today. And we wish you and your team at Drift all the best 
Until the next time. Great. Thank you, Paroma. 